1802, Thomas Jefferson said, Their legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. This quote laid a foundation for the United States Supreme Court to reflect upon when making decisions in cases about the First Amendment, specifically the Establishment Clause. I'm Victoria Cece, and welcome to Landmark Supreme Court Cases. Today, we will be discussing the case Engel v. Vitale and its historical decision that set the precedent for government intervention in religion. But first, it's important to understand what exactly the Establishment Clause means. This clause prohibits the federal government from establishing an official church or religion for the nation. This limitation was also extended to the states after the First Amendment was incorporated into the 14th Amendment. Many disagreements over what the government is truly limited to in terms of being involved with religion has emerged over the years. These disagreements can be categorized into three interpretations, broad, narrow, and literal. A broad interpretation indicates that the government cannot provide any aid to any religion, but they may provide equal services and assistance to make practicing religion easier. A narrow interpretation argues that the government is only prohibited from giving preferential treatment to a specific religious group. Finally, a literal interpretation states that the government is only barred from establishing a national church and they are allowed to participate in religious practices. These different interpretations are arguably all present in the decision and opinions made during Engel v. Vitale. Now that we understand what amendment is being disputed in the case, it's time to learn the facts. In New York, a state law was passed that required public schools to start each of their days with a voluntary non-denominational prayer written by the New York State Board of Regents. The prayer read, Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee, and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. A group of parents, one being Stephen Ingle, challenged the law, stating that it went against their religion and religious practices. Ingle believed that the state could not administer a one-size-fits-all prayer, as it is incapable of being inclusive for students of different faiths or those who do not follow a religion. They filed a lawsuit against William Vitale, the president of the school board, under the argument that the prayer violated the Establishment Clause. He argued that it was not a violation because the prayer was voluntary and there were no repercussions for not participating. The New York Supreme Court, its Appellate Division Court, and the New York Court of Appeals all ruled in favor of Vitale, arguing that there was no attempt to establish a church. Engel, the group of parents, and various groups that fought for civil liberties appealed to the United States Supreme Court. With two justices not participating, a 6-1 to decision was made in favor of Engel, and Justice Hugo L. Black wrote the majority opinion. The court ruled that no state can have prayers recited in public schools. The prayer was a direct violation of the constitutional wall between church and state, a wall that Jefferson stated was crucial to protect the freedom of religion. The prayer further breached this wall, as it was written by the New York State Board of Regents, and the court ruled that the government under no circumstances should be drafting a formal prayer to be recited in government-sponsored religious programs. Justice Black also referred to the religious discrimination experienced in England and early colonial America. He reasoned that the union between church and state was at the root of the religious intolerance, and we must never forget the dangers that this union brought. 
Broadening his interpretation of the Establishment Clause, Justice Douglas wrote a concurring opinion where he also argued that the clause prohibited the government from promoting a religion, which included through financial aid for religious schools or religious practices. He believed that financial aid influenced society and their religious views. In his dissenting opinion, Justice Stewart took a more literal approach to the Establishment Clause. He states that the clause only prohibited a state-sponsored church, but not any government intervention in religion. He believed that a voluntary and non-denominational prayer in school was no attempt at establishing a church. This decision received major criticism as it was decided by the Warren Court, a historical Supreme Court considered the most liberal in U.S. history and known for its expansion of civil rights and civil liberties. Engel v. Vitale was no exception. This case not only set a precedent for how the Establishment Clause would be interpreted in future decades, but its ban on school prayer was used as principle when deciding on similar cases. In 1992, the case Levy-Waisman decided that a middle school graduation prayer was unconstitutional under the Establishment Clause. In 2000, the case Santa Fe Independent School District v. Doe ruled school prayer at high school football games in violation of the clause as well. While Ingle v. Vitale helped settle the argument about prayer in school, the disagreements over how much the government can interfere with religion still live on to this day. Thank you for listening to Landmark Supreme Court Cases, and I hope you enjoyed.